Right. Uh, it's a bonus. I don't need to do any theme tune bullshit, and I don't have any any drops for this one. So. Hello and welcome to a bonus episode of Alice gets very interested in an emotionally emotionally alienated Italian man. The podcast. That's fucking right. We're back, baby. It's the Alice collection. Mm, I love to do it, and I can't stop doing it. So it's Kill the James cerebral Bonds. hour. We're it's back. the cerebral hour. It's, it's the bonus episode. You know who we are, uh, and I. You know, I'm off of the last bonus pick where I did The Consequences of Love, 2.23am, going back again for more alienated Italian men. <laughs> um, I, I just... <laughs> you love a sad European! Yeah. I, I, I just, I find the, the sufferings and the sort of distances of the socially stunted Italian man much more sort of compelling. I'm not sure why, maybe it's the tiny espresso. Cups, um, <laughs> but I I made you watch another Bertolucci's, The Conformist, um, which is one of my favorite films. Very uh, meaningful, very complicated, and I'm quite nervous going into this because there's a lot to get to grips with here. It's not an easy film, uh, nor are some of the emotions contained within it. And this is sort of your like content warning up front for talking about some heavy shit involving like childhood sexual abuse. Uh, and like, uh, well, mostly that, to be honest. Yeah, there's nonsense in this shit. They've got there's those in Italy. There's nonsense. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I don't know. I, I would like to try and like do it justice, but uh, on the other hand, uh, recording this first thing in the morning, so we'll see. Um, yeah. See now, let me just put you in my shoes here because mm -hmm. I've been traveling a lot. You know, I've been I've been back and forth. I'm back here in in the UK. I'm watching this movie. I'm like, fuck! I got to record a podcast tomorrow. Um, and I I start this thing. And within about two minutes, I become aware of the diacriticals in the word cinema when you're referring to this one. <laughs> I, yeah. I, was, I was not aware that this is the kind of thing that you say in the same sentence as Citizen Kane. This is mm -hmm. arguably one of the greatest movies ever made. This is a movie ass movie. This is movie. a fucking great film. This is incredible. Where the modern day Siskel and Ebert? <laughs> I got completely <laughs> sidetracked by this. This thing hit me like a ton of bricks. I was not expecting it and I loved it. Mm, it's I'm fucking so, good. I'm mm. so so glad. That's basically exactly the reaction I would have hoped for. This is the kind of film that people write a lot of essays about, and I have mm -hmm. all of those essays open in tabs <laughs> in front of me to plagiarize all the best bits and do them in a kind of like audio medium. Um, because yeah, this is like an immensely influential film. Um, mm -hmm. And you can kind of, it was very influential on like the the brats. It was influential on like Scorsese and, the dolls? and Francis Ford Coppola. <laughs> if you want to say that Scorsese and Ford Coppola are the dolls, then yeah, sure. Um, no, I meant like the brats dolls. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I don't really see the connection there. But... It's been very inspirational to me as a brat. <laughs> <laughs> but, but like, you can see a really like degenerated form of the stuff that's good about this in mm -hmm. a lot of, uh, like, Hollywood movies now. Uh, yes. And I, that's oh. one of the reasons why it's important, and the other is that it's just very good in its own merits. But mm. it's also, it's it's a film about 
masculinity. It's also a spy movie. Um, and it's a movie about an Italian man who is not in touch with his feelings, which is just perfect for us. That's our three major topics. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Uh, and so we begin with our, our alienated Italian man. Mm-hmm. Um, Getting up in the morning, uh, getting a phone call, an urgent phone call from work, and walking out on a woman. He's like dressing. He's got the like menswear accoutrements. Um, you know, uh, very nice overcoat, very nice, very suit, very stylish. Nice yeah, and then uh, sort of at the bottom of the shaving kit, the gun is mm-hmm. the last thing he picks up. Gun, hat, little like cunty Italian gloves. He's looking like, very, very sharp. But don't. He is evil, so don't. Don't don't get attached. <laughs> Absolutely, completely like washed out of color. This bit, and um, he's he's in a hotel room in Paris. He leaves this mm. woman in the bed, um, and he gets into a car with uh, a large man with a terrible goatee, um, and uh, then they apparently they're tailing a woman, but we don't really know who that is yet. And mm. much of the rest of the film is told in like flashbacks between the back of this car and. Uh, previous events, that generally yeah. being how flashbacks work. If, if yes. you're if you're the kind of person who watches a movie and you're like, oh, I'm sick of this like flashback, flash forward shit. Why can't they just tell like a chronological story? Uh, this movie is part of the reason why they can't do that. Is but because I, it was... I think there's a good reason for it, and, and I think it's cool the way they do this. Hmm. Which we'll I get said to. That, like the stuff that this has influenced is in many ways like a degenerated form of it. Well, this has uh, a structure which is very flashback, very flash forward, hard to summarize in places, mm-hmm. which, you know, uh, great, more stress for me. But also, it, it has a sort of quality to it, and it has a, a narrative reason for doing that. But yeah, I, I am struck, by the way, of um, our boy Marcello, we, we find out he's called, uh, leaving this woman in bed, and you always wouldn't notice her in the bed until he, like, you know, yeah. drapes the sheets over her. And I, it just makes me compare that to Bond, because we know for a fact that Bond has walked out on, you know, dozens of women in this exact same way to be like, oh, I gotta go do some spy shit. Mm-hmm. Um, but you never see it, right? At mm-hmm. worst, they, like, maybe criticize him about it later in a kind of, like, pithy line. Yeah, you get them waking up and he's not there, rather than, yeah. like, him actively leaving the room with them still in it. I actually mm-hmm. initially thought she was dead, until she made a noise. And I was yeah, like, oh, I mean, okay. She, she's like face down on the mm. bed. It's like really, yeah, it's quite alienating. Um, and you have this immediate sort of like mystery and this immediate resistance to doing exposition. You know, if you compare it to all the Eurospy bullshit we've been doing, where it's like a 009 gets killed and then we explain what happened, his mm-hmm. next location. Mm-hmm. No, no, that's not happening. We're not on that shit anymore. Forget that shit. Yeah, we're, we're on the shit of like, we're chasing this woman who has left. We don't know why, we don't know who she is, we, we don't know why there's this sense of urgency, only that there is, like, some violence and some secrecy involved. Um, and then we flash back. It's like a year or two early, maybe not even that much? A couple yes. months? Yeah, to our boy, Marcello, uh, who is working in a radio station. And this is 1930s fascist Italy. Uh, and you can tell because his boss is a black shirt. He's wearing a black shirt, black tie, the little, like, um... Uh, Italian fascist pin on his lapel. And he's blind, which I yes, thought was a really interesting little touch. Yeah. The, the, the fascist guy is blind and constantly requires his buddy Marcello to like lead him around and help him. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Again, the relationship that this movie has with disability and the relationship that Bertolucci and his career have with disability, that's, that's another, another essay that I'll get to. Well, I, at this point, I was like pointing at the screen and I was going, yo, because um, 
this I I thought what was being expressed here was that like the the fascist like can't get around without this guy Marcello to help him who we learn is like kind of ambivalently uh, a fascist he like you know just wants to, we learn that he wants to have a normal life to have stability and predictability mm-hmm. um but this is the same shit that I do with the arsonist on my show, who is the personification of fascism, his monologues always end with him asking the audience if they have a match, because the whole point is that he can't do the arson unless you give him the match. So I was like, yo, they, they ripped off Philosophy Tube in this 1970 <laughs> Italian movie. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. Getting a lot of Abby vibes from this. <laughs> he's, he's talking to his boss, this, this blind man, Italo, mm-hmm. his name is, uh, you know, very symbolic in and of itself, where he's like, he is trying to. Italo is is but Italy is black. Do you get it? Yeah, crazy, right? Whoa! It's, I can't see that where whoa. he's going. Society. Um, it's, it's so this guy is like complaining, right? So this hmm. this guy is he's talking about his his uh, his desire to be normal. He's talking about how he wants to be normal, and, and his friend Italo is like, it's funny. Everybody wants to be different, but you want to be the same as everybody else. Mm-hmm. He's like, I, I you know, mm-hmm. I, I look in the mirror. And you know, I I don't even recognize what I see there. He's uh, blind, and- but he's like, "Yo, that's crazy! Can't imagine." Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, I I know a great gender clinic. You can you know get on the waiting list. Um, I mean, you say well, that, but I mean, <laughs> oh, I, I I'm building to we'll that. That's a, that's a technique called um, foreshadowing. Yeah, but ah. so he he talks about his his girlfriend. Um, Mm-hmm. He has this girlfriend, and you know he's he's like, oh yeah, we like we we fuck a lot, but like it doesn't really really mean anything, and I I, I want this kind of like sense of normality. Mm. He's kind of bragging about the sex, but he's also kind of like insecure here. Well, she's a singer on the radio. Her name's Julia, um, and he mm. he wants to marry her. And he's like, why do you want to get married? Are you going to shag the maid as well? He's like, yeah, obviously I'm going to shag the maid. But like, you know, I want stability. I want predictability. Like a normal life with a wife, white picket fence, brackets Italian. Oh, that's quite enough of that. This is cinema we're talking about here. This is analysis. We can't be giving this shit away for free. You're going to have to head on over to patreon.com slash killjamesbond, all one word, and sign up today. Uh, It's £5 a month. As the cost of living crisis rolls on, this is increasingly one of the best deals you can get, uh, quite frankly. (laughs) If we were Netflix, we would be fucking 14 a month by now. Everything in my life wants fifteen pounds a month from me. Have you noticed this? No matter what you're doing, it's asking you for fifteen pounds a month, and I'm like, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to give you that. 